Welcome Living by Faith podcast listeners. For the month of January, we will be honoring the late Pastor Kelly Guilford for her 30 years of dedication to Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church, her boldness in the faith, and her groundbreaking sermons. She will be missed dearly by all. Enjoy. He led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Well, folks, welcome to Shekinah Sunshine. We're going to tear it up in here today. Bring my, my bag. It's time. Oh, hallelujah. The Holy Ghost, he didn't already join me. Let's go to number two. Yes, that's good. Thank you. Now, I get to the pleasure of opening it. Romans number six. That's my second verse. See, the place where you're standing is holy ground. Keep that in your head because we're going to go to Romans. Romans chapter six, verse 13. Shekinah sunshine. Mm, mm, mm. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as though that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Now verse 16. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. And then like verse 19, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity into iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. God is called the church, the whole church, the body of Christ, to holiness. But the whole church does not walk in holiness. The church frequently walks in iniquity, and then they ask God, oh God, you know my heart. Yeah, he does know your heart. He knows that you was plotting and planning to do what you did. That's the heart he knows. You knew you wanted to do it, so you just set it up so you could get your way. You wasn't saying, have your own way, Lord. You were singing, I'm going to have my way tonight. The name of this sermon is Unpack the Luggage. Now, when you were in the world, you had luggage. And see, I purposely found this little blue bag so you could know that it's old. <laughs> All right. 
When it was bought, it was the thing. But it's old now, right? Well, that's the way your luggage is that you brought into the body of Christ with you. It's old. It's old news. And you need to drop it. Because you're bringing your, your old wine into your new wine skin. And you're making the thing on burst. Now, I brought this book, never mind the title, but this is to represent some people's education. Because they think the education is so, they so smart, they got a degree up the yang-yang, they got this one, they got that one, they got another one. They so smart, they don't need God. Guess what? You stupid. You need God, I don't care what you got. You need God. You was born yesterday, he wasn't. His name is Ancient of Days. I don't care how many degrees you got, how smart you are, and this is a good book too, but, but it represents education and how people put their education in front of God and the things of God. Well, oh, and this, this is mine, but it'll work. Because you remember how you used to go out to the clubs and you dress up and you get all fly. <laughs> you is bad motor scooter. <laughs> but you know the deal. Because going out was more important than the things of God. You go out on Saturday night, you ain't come back till Sunday sometime. <laughs> or Monday. Or just go on to work. That's right. You know what you used to do. You know what you used to do. I mean, it's, it's just a coat. You might see this coat because I like this, this outfit. <laughs> but the point being is what it represents. It represents a lifestyle where you went out. You did things. You, you went here. You went there. It was a party life. Mm. And, 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 and you know some, with that party life you know the party life you know the party life oh wait I ain't finished yet you ain't seen nothing yet Okay, party life. Okay, okay. Don't tell me God ain't on your case. I'm going to tell you something. God gave me this stuff this morning when I was trying to leave. He said, put a line up. They know what that line means. He said, take some pills. They know what those pills mean. They know what it means. They know what it means. You know where you came from. You know what you used to do. And maybe, well, I bought a little pair of sneakers, but I mean, these are my sneakers, but maybe your thing was you were too busy because you was out running or, or you were playing basketball or you was doing this or you, you know, sports was so big to you or you had to watch every game that came on TV. 
Because I know people like that now, they don't miss nothing. They don't really play baseball, but they watch every single game. And they don't care what team is playing. They don't play basketball, but they watch all of it. E even the college and even the uh, when, they, when they have the championships. College stuff. But why are you watching college? You don't know the people. <laughs> no, but it's the game. It's the game. But you ain't got time for God because of the game. You got to do the game because, no, God, God, no, God, that, that's a Sunday thing. And, yeah, but it's Sunday. Uh-uh. Yeah, but that's Sunday morning. This is Sunday afternoon. Game. God don't count now. Oh, people will tell you all kinds of things, but let me tell you something, my friend. Without God in your life, you won't see the game. You may think you're doing something now, but it won't last forever. And maybe, maybe you weren't that kind of a person. Maybe you weren't possessed by uh, sports and, and all of that. I know you women. Y'all wasn't interested in the game. Y'all said, let's go shopping. <laughs> he want to watch the game, I show him. I charge up the credit card. He'd be mad when he watched the game and I'd go to the store. Uh-huh. I know the deal. There are some people, shopping is more important than God. Shopping is more important than yielding yourself or to some other people. <laughs> now I, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna show you what's in here <laughs> just in case y'all think I lost my mind but <laughs> I, I'm not taking the illustration out for I ain't losing it yet but the point being when you saw somebody with the bottle and the bag and the, what they said the twisted and all you knew what was in there, and you knew it wasn't water. And it wasn't a 7-Up either, or a Pepsi. It had something else in there. And that's just to represent not just the malt liquors and the beers, but all the drinking. All the drinking. And then there's the smoking, because, you know, you don't drink unless you smoke. One goes with the other. I mean, there's a few people, they drink, and they really don't smoke. But most people, they, they do both. I ain't finished yet. <clears throat> and then, maybe it was the divorce papers that kept you from God. Because you said, well, God, look here, I got a divorce. These are insurance papers because I ain't got no divorce. <laughs> I am not divorced from God, but I, just to legal papers just to show you they're representing the divorce that you had or when your house got taken from you repossessed or whatever kind of legal action 
was against you and you lost. Because the ones where you win don't count. It's the ones where you lose. Whatever legal action that was in your life, you thought that was too important for you to go see God. It's amazing what stands in the way of people and their relationship with God. But now, the peace to resist them. Uh huh. Okay, do I need to unfold anymore? Y'all get the picture. <laughs> because sex, sex, yeah, that's right. I'm meddling. I'm meddling. Sex, 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 sex. That's what kept you out of the will of God. You spent day and night trying to get some. And I'm talking to women just like men. Because women be searching down a man, I mean, be on his trail. Hard and heavy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't act like it's a man's game. Y'all think it's a man's world? Let me tell you something. The women got the neck. And they control that thing. But there are too many things. The point being... As you let things like these, these, whether it's sex, you know, you need to learn how to say the word because you say it when you're not in church anyway. Stop acting like it's a bad word. God created it. He invented sex. Sex. (laughs) When it's dirty, it's because You're doing it out of the will of God. That's when it becomes an unnatural thing. When you do the things that God has ordained for you to do, when you have sex within the confines of marriage, it is not a dirty thing. It's a wonderful thing. It produces children, and God is pleased with that. But when you go out and just search and have sex, you have besmirched the name of God because God created that For a man and his wife. Wife. Not for a man and his man. (laughs) Or a woman and her lover. We ain't going, we we going there. Because you have to understand something. All these things are are dealt with in everyday life. And we walk around trying to float around on clouds and act like we're not people. And we're just as much people as anybody else. We get tempted just like everybody else. Just like them. Just like them. When you see some fine woman walking down the street, I don't care how saved you are. You say, Lord, have mercy. (laughs) See? See, See, I know. Drop something? What I drop? Oh, okay. When, When you, when you, when you see a fine man, 
Oh, don't tell me nothing, ladies. I know what you think. When you see a fine, I said fine now. I say maybe. I, I, and I didn't say fine to everybody. I said fine. He got to be fine to you. And he got these rippling muscles. He built just the way you like. And you say, Lord, hold me back. And you say, Lord, I'm married, I'm married, I'm married. Why you didn't bring him before I got married? See, we, we go through stuff like this. Yeah, this is funny, but you have to take serious note of what's going on in your life. You can let all of these things get in the way of your relationship with God. Because God is inclined to, he wants, he yearns, he is desiring so much to bless you. He has such wonderful things for you. We're always praying and asking God for increase and asking him to do great things in our life. But we have to get in line. God can't just dump goodness on you and you walking out of his will. Why would he reward evil? That's not the way he operates. He rewards righteousness. The Bible says God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Okay, this thing ain't got much longer. <laughs> so you have to Get yourself in line with what the word of God says and what the will of God is for your life. You know where you're missing it. You know. You've been saved long enough, and I don't care if you got saved this morning. The Holy Ghost working on the inside of you shows you what's right and what's wrong. So many of us, we were brought up right, but we chose to do wrong. We chose. We say, Mama don't know what she's talking about. We going to this party. She don't, this going to be one of the, all. Oh, this the best one of the year. I listen to everybody going to be here. Can't miss this one. <laughs> she said, sneak out and be there. But, but, Bernard, you got the mic? Where's Sister Frances? Is she here? She went downstairs? Okay. She's not here. Let me, never mind. Sister Francis, Wednesday we prayed, and we, it, we had a wonderful time in the Lord. Sister Francis had an experience Thursday morning. One of the things that kept coming out of the prayer was, something's going to happen tomorrow. Okay? I was doing the talking, and she, she told me about it Thursday. But Sister Gladys told me first. But the thing is that we prayed, and God was saying, whatever, you're going to be able to thwart that plan that happens tomorrow. Because we knew the devil was getting ready to do something to somebody. We don't know who it is. There's 50 people praying in here. How do you know who it is? But she prayed. She was praying. She was praying in the spirit. And don't you know, something did happen to her. What was it? 6, 6.45 in the morning. Some man came up and tried to harass her. Sexually. He was getting ready to snatch her off the street. Oh, come on, Francis. Come and tell the story. Tell what happened. Here's an instant testimony.
um, Thursday morning, well, I own a daycare with my mother. So we went from her home, from her home, I'm nervous. Um, <laughs> and um, what we do with, um, with some of our clients, we pick them up and drop them off. So it was 6.30 in the morning, I'm at one of my clients' home. So um, from that address, I pick up four children. So three were already in the van. So I'm sitting with the, with the door open, the um, car is running because I'm in the car. And I'm sitting in the middle row, you know, just waiting for the um, parent to come, to come down with the fourth child. And um, all of a sudden, a guy comes up, and, you know, he's just standing in front of the van. So I'm not thinking anything of it, because there's always passerbys in the area in which I go to. Um, yes, you know, you know, he's smoking some kind of cigarette or whatever, and I'm, he's just sitting there. And then all of a sudden he says, you have some skills? So I'm looking at him like, I didn't say anything at first. And then I thought, I'm like, no, I don't have any skills. Okay. He didn't leave. He just stood there. So again, I'm not paying any attention about it. You know, my mind is always someplace else. So I see the parent come out of the house with the other child. So I'm going to go meet her. Still not thinking the car is running. I'm not thinking we're not in any danger or anything like that. So, um, so right before I get to her, he said some obscenities to me, which basically he wants to have sex with me. I said, okay, here we go. <laughs> so we walk in. I said, in the name of Jesus. He says, what Jesus got to do with this? You know, basically, what is he going to do? I'm like, mm-hmm. I said, here we go again. I'm like, it's one of these. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I looked at the parent, and immediately I saw her, her response. She didn't have to say anything. I just looked in her face. And um, I looked at her. And she said to him, why don't you just leave us alone because we're getting the children in the car so they could go to daycare. And he was like, forget that. I looked at her. She looked at me. She ran in her house. I followed behind her. And he ran behind us. So I had to kick the door in and, you know, so he won't get into the house. She ran upstairs to call the cops. She has many children. Okay, and the eldest is like 18 years of age, and he's a boy. So they're doing whatever they do in the natural, and I'm praying in the spirit. And then I realize, I'm looking at the people, I'm like, oh, the children. They're in the car, door's still wide open, and running. The car is still on. I'm like, ministering spirits, you are dispatched. Go and protect the children. So after I said that, I kept praying, <laughs> and, 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 and you just kept on and on, and he's still by the door. He was at this front door for about five minutes, and he was just not trying to leave at all. Finally, he left. He went beyond the gate, and the other children, they came down. I mean, they had sticks, broomsticks. The mother had something with a poker at the end of it. Yeah, it, I mean, it was like that because I have to explain the area. It's in Queens, across the street by an area called 40 Projects. If you know anything about Queens, it's a rough neighborhood, okay? And anything, they sell drugs there. Uh, about a month ago, uh, 
uh, there was a shooting, uh, all kinds of stuff in broad daylight before children had came out of the school, a shooting. Okay, so um, so afterwards we opened up the door and he's still not trying to leave. Talking about yo, she's butters, yo, <laughs> you know, like you know, like she really looked good, and I wanted to just do this. I'm still praying, and I'm still praying. So afterwards, he finally he left and went up and around the block. And um, um, while all this going on, the cops didn't show up yet. I said maybe like 10 minutes, and they're only up and around the corner for where we were. So they finally come, and we're like, <laughs> about time, you know? Um, so we told them what happened. The client went and got in the car to, to, to go find him. And he just went up and around the block. There was a lot there. And he went in there. It's supposed to have been guarded. Thank God it wasn't. Because if it was, I don't think we would have gotten him. And he sat there. And the um, parent was like, there he is. And, and the cops and her, they walked up to him. And he was like, oh, you found me. <laughs> but um um but just from this I I I just learned so much and and I believe they also learned something from me also because what I realized that is that I've changed because usually when something happens like that you want to react in the natural and I didn't and the first thing I just wanted to do was just pray pray and call on the name of Jesus. So do it. Believe him. It works. <laughs> he works. But the point of this story, all of this, because we prayed on Wednesday, this person was thwarted on Thursday. And also, we prayed that the sniper would be caught Wednesday night. He was caught Thursday morning. And I know you say, well, no, y'all didn't pray that one. Then. Everybody been praying. Yeah, everybody has been praying. Maybe God was waiting for us to get in line. So we got in line and we prayed and the guy got caught. Hey, I choose to believe my way. <laughs> I believe that because we prayed, he got caught. Because, see, sometimes you got to believe when there is no proof. Because remember, you have to trust God when you can't trace him. You have to. And I know sometimes that's hard when you're believing for things and you're believing God. But you have, it boils down to trusting him. Trusting him. Because, you know, you can trust somebody that you know. And what is prayer? Prayer is getting to know him. Because, see, if you never pray, you don't know who God is. It's just the person you talk about. You can talk about Donald Trump. You can even meet him, shake his hand. But that doesn't mean you know him. You don't know him till you can uh, go on the yacht with him and cross your legs next to his. And you can stay up in one of his mansions for free because you're an invited guest. But see, when you know God, you know him. He is willing to open up himself to you so you can know him. He wants you to know him. He has so much for you. 
God yearns to bless you. We'll keep constantly praying for blessing, but we don't do what is necessary to receive the blessing. You can't just pray blessings out the air. Just when uh, Carl was reading about the tithes, he says, I will open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot have room enough to receive. Now you start thinking about that. I don't care how big your house is. You start thinking about, God, you can fill up this place with blessings. Talk to me, God. What I got to do? He said, prove me now. That's what he said. He said, prove me if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Prove him. God is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That diligently mean you do it no matter what comes up in your life. When you're trying to seek God, you don't care what you got to do. You say, yeah, well, you, you say, well, I got to go to work. Well, so many people got to go to work. I, when I had a job other than this one, I used to pray in the morning, and I told God, well, I got two hours because I'm going to give him some time now. You don't walk in and give God 10 minutes and say, do what you can. You want a 10-minute blessing, then go ahead. Most of our situations take more than 10 minutes to fix. Okay. So what you have to do is give God some real time. If it means you get up earlier in the morning, if it means you stay up later at night, if it means you don't go to something that's just pure entertainment, The Bible said, Jesus said, you have to count the cost. If what you're doing, is it really worth it? When you, when you follow God, that pays real dividend. It pays life. I don't know anybody that got a better dividend than life. Not just life. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So it's not just life. He wants to give you abundant life. And abundant life is not just a 10-minute, how you doing, Jesus? I'll see you when I come home. <laughs> You're not going to get it that way. You got to spend some time with God. Get to know him. And I use this for an example. Anybody that you really know, your best friend in the world, whoever that is, whether it's a parent or a child or, or whoever it is, your best friend in the world, how did they get to be your best friend? You spent time with them. You didn't just, oh, how you doing? I think I'll be your best friend. I don't think so. You spent time with that person and over years, of t quality time, $100 because some bill came out of nowhere or your baby had to go to the hospital. The friend was there, not just not begging you for money, but saying, here's $100, take your baby to the hospital. And you don't have to pay it back. Now show me that friend. See, everybody don't have friends like that. Most friends come in, what you got? They scoping you out. 
You know, my friend, I remember when I was in the world, I used to drink. Guess y'all didn't figure that, but see, I know where y'all came from because I came there too. <laughs> came through that way. I know, what you, I know what you're dealing with. But when I was in the world, I had this job. And this job that I had, I worked for an advertising agency. And they did a lot of drinking. And, and, and my boss was an alcoholic. I wasn't, but he was. And he used to give us a lot of liquor. A lot of liquor. A lot of liquor. <laughs> so he gave me so much that I had built up a bar. And I mean built up a bar of good stuff. Not the stuff y'all usually go and buy. I mean the stuff that y'all see in the movies. You know? My father, my stepfather at the time, he used to like Johnny Walker Black. All right, now just that's a for instance. I had some black. See y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh, y'all, see, I knew where to reach you. You know when I got saved, God said, pour that stuff out. And, and don't you know the people that was drinking in my family, they had a fit. <laughs> but I said, hey, club, 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 I don't drink it. <laughs> Don't say it to me. Hey, God said, pour out, pour it. Pour it in the toilet. And said, flush. was not a problem. But the point being, when I was in the world, I had friends, they would come to my house. What you got to drink? Water. Because y'all ain't drinking up all my liquor. I'm, y'all, I don't care if I did get it free. Y'all ain't drinking it up. I ain't get it so y'all can have it. Y'all want party? Ain't no party over here. Y'all better go someplace else. <laughs> now, you have to understand something. When I was growing up, the party frequently was at my house. My mother was that kind of a parent that she'd rather have you in our house, in the basement, playing records. I mean, we kept it clean because we were good kids. But in our house, playing records and whatnot and, and dancing and doing new steps and we played whisk, bid whisk and whatnot. We had good, clean fun. Okay? We really did. She'd rather us be there than to be out in the street getting in trouble. So she, I think my mother was a good parent. She still is a good parent. But the point being that just because we were allowed to do that, they, we grew up, and they were still looking for the party at my house. I put a, a broad call to that. Because I'm not your source. No matter what I have, I'm not your source. And see, you have to stop looking to people as being your source. Because so many of us, we're looking at the other person saying, well, Lord, they got sister so-and-so got this and they got that. Yeah, they got it. That doesn't got nothing to do with you. Unless you put it in sister so-and-so's hand. And even if you did, all you did was a tunnel. That you was just a hole God used. That's all. You have to stop being so um, claiming what everybody else has. It's not yours. It's theirs. There's more of them. You ain't got to worry. God made more than one. The only thing he made unique was you and me. Thank God, because I don't know if I could take another me in this world. Or another you. One of you is all I can handle. But, (laughs) But see, what's good about that is that we are unique. But see... You cannot get focused 
on what somebody else has and try to draw what they have out of their pocket into yours. That's called stealing. Or like Pastor said the other week, proper liars. Proper lying, that's right. Well, it's about time for us to go to our third. Oh, I did that. Okay. So anyway, we what we're going to do from here is, see, we call this Shekinah sunshine because we're going to pray. Because many of you, you don't get the opportunity to pray as you ought to. I mean, I think it's a wonderful thing of God. He knew Wednesday was going to come and we were going to pray. But he had already told me about today a long time ago. A long time ago. You have to understand something. When God is moving, you have to learn how to get in line with what God is doing. How to get in the flow of God. How to move when God says move. When God go over here, you better come on over here with him. If God say make a right, you make a right. Why are you going, I'm going to be different. I'm making a left. Well, you going to be out there in the wilderness, honey. And that's not God's will for your life. God wants you to have the best things in life. And you cannot have God's best if you keep using your own judgment. Because yeah. remember, our judgment is stupid. Sometimes it's ignorant, but a lot of times we're just stupid. Stupid meaning because we know what, how to do right, but we refuse. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes us stupid. Amen? Amen? Now, did y'all enjoy that? Y'all yeah. like the luggage, right? Yeah. I knew that. He knew that too. But what I want to do from right now, is anybody, um, some, go get some knee pads for me, Mark? We're going to bring out the knee pads. Anybody want to kneel down and pray? If you want to walk around and pray, we got a few minutes. We're going to walk. We're going to pray. We're going to pray up in here. You better get ready. This, I'm telling you, God has something for this church to do. And part of it is prayer. We have to learn how to pray on one accord, in unity. Brothers and sisters lifting up one another and not tearing each other down. We get enough of that in the world. So we're going to pray today. For, we got roughly 20 minutes. So we're going to pray for the next 20 minutes. And then we're going to have what I love to call the afterglow. The afterglow is we're going to pick maybe three people if they have anything to share for the whole congregation. Then that's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to what they have to say. Because you know something, when God sometimes will tell one person something, and when he tells the one person then it blesses somebody else that's sitting there listening because they say, oh, I got that too, but I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> and that has happened to us so many times during the Shekinah sunrise because we, we sometimes just need to be confirmed that we really did hear from God. And see, let me just warn you of another, one more thing before we start to pray. When it's time to pray, you got to learn how to catch in the air. Because some things, they're just going to fly. And you got to put your hand out and receive it. 
Because everything is not going to be in a sermon where it's explained line upon line, precept upon precept. Some things you got, you have to learn how to receive while they're in midair. You have to learn how to do it. Now, you may not learn it today, but if you learn it today, that's a blessing. Because then there are some things you'll catch today. But if this is just the first time you've ever done this, well, that's all right, too. Because there's going to be other times when you're going to pray. So you, every time you learn how to, when you come to prayer, you need to learn how to do these things so you can flow with the Spirit of God. See, the, the point of all of this is to show you how to flow with God, how to flow with other people. Because, see, some of you pray, yeah, that's good. But you need to learn how to flow with the Spirit of God and with other people. We're a congregation. Yes, we're individuals, but we're together. We are one body in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, we're going to pray for our, our bishop. That's the first thing, because he's the head of this house. So we always pray for him first. We pray for all those that are in the body of Christ. Amen? All the leaders in the body of Christ, we want to lift them all up, because this is hard work, I'm telling you. Y'all think, oh, they don't do nothing. <laughs> you want to bet? This is hard work, and I'm not a gambler. So I meant that figuratively, because I don't gamble against nothing. Even when I was in the world, I wasn't a gambler. Didn't believe in it. Waste of money. And you know me, I don't waste no money. <laughs> but we're going to pray for the bishop. We're going to pray for the leaders in the body of Christ. We're going to pray for the vision of this house. The vision of this house. We're going to pray for his international ministry because that's part of the vision for, his, for this house. We're going to pray for our adjunct uh, churches in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and in Queens. Amen? We're going to pray that God would answer to pr the prayer of the person sitting next to you. So if you're praying and there's nobody next to you, you better find somebody. <laughs> better find somebody. Sit next to somebody so they can pray that the person next to them get their prayer answered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, it's good for brethren to believe together, to be together in unity. Amen. Amen. The person next to you will get their prayer answered. No, y'all got to break this up. <laughs> y'all don't want to call. Y'all need to get them to. Because okay. yeah. I know about y'all too. Y'all need to spread the goodness around. <laughs> come on, Audrey. Come over here. Yeah, spread the goodness around. I mean, that's good. We want them to get blessed. They're going to get blessed too, but they need to spread it around. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you, you pray with the same. They pray together all the time. They need to pray with somebody that they're not used to praying with. That You don't know what a blessing that is. Just to pray with somebody else that you're not accustomed to praying with. You say, where in the world are they going? They going. Just go on with them. And if they take a detour that's not kind to your faith, well, you just bring them back on in. You know how to believe God, how to trust God. You ready? All right. Oh, Heavenly Father.
First of all, we just want to give your name all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. We thank you for this day because this is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice and we're glad. We thank you in the name of Jesus, dear Lord, all for all the blessings you've bestowed upon us thus far. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that <laughs> we were able to get up under our own speed today, oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you in the name of Jesus, dear Lord. Hallelujah. That we were able to put on our own clothes this, this morning, dear Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, it seems like such a small thing, but Lord, there are people who can't even dress themselves. Oh, but Father, we just want to thank you in the name of Jesus, dear Lord. Hallelujah. That when we go home, we're going to have food on our tables, oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you, dear Lord. Hallelujah. For unity in this body, oh God. For in this body of believers, dear Lord, we thank you for the unity that you're, you're bringing to us, Father. You're causing us to experience, dear God. And Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that our prayers are being answered. Because you're a God that answers prayer, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, dear Lord, you answer prayer. Thank you, dear Lord. You answer prayer for Francis, oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, that she's still with us and she's safe and secure. We thank you, Father, that the police arrested that hoodlum. We thank you in the name of Jesus, dear Lord, that you'll send a, a, a worker by his path, Father, that will give him words whereby he shall be saved. Oh, we thank you. We honor you, dear Lord. We lift up the sniper to you, Father, and his little uh, stepson, Father. We thank you, Father, that you will send laborers over there to give them words whereby they shall be saved, Father. Oh, Father, your desire is that none of us would perish, but all, hallelujah, would come into glory. Oh, Father, we just want to give your name all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord, and he is coming soon.